I am Sneha Hirimat, founder of Ace Advisors, a consulting firm specialized in external communications. This is Planet BE, a podcast where every week I will take you backstage to meet a private equity player. Hello and welcome to Planet PE. Today we're going to talk about fundraising. Fundraising is always quite a stressful process. It is not an easy task raising a significant amount of money in a short period of time, well, which more often than not actually becomes quite long. A few months ago, in response to this challenge, AngelList launched a concept called Rolling Funds. It's new, it's intriguing, and so I'm here today with Carlos Diaz, who launched Diaspora Ventures a few months ago and started raising money through a rolling fund. Hi, Carlos. Hi. Uh, before we start uh, talking about the fundraising itself, could you give us an overview of what Diaspora Ventures is looking to achieve on the tech scene? Yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, Diaspora Ventures, uh, basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, foster the next generation of French founders uh, who have a true global ambition. So I think that there is right now a new generation, a very interesting new generation of French entrepreneurs uh, that are building startups not only for the French market or the European market, but really for the global market. And uh, you can find these entrepreneurs in the US. Uh, there is many Frenchies you know, here in the US launching startups directly here uh, in Silicon Valley or New York City. Um, and we want to be their partner here in the U.S. But there is also a new generation in France that is very interesting uh, to me. Uh, they are incorporating their startups, not in France, but directly in the Delaware. Uh, they are speaking English. They have remote team all across the world, and they are targeting the, the U.S. market first before even targeting you know, the French market or the European market. And this new generation of uh, French entrepreneurs is very interesting to us and we want to be their first partner. So basically what we're doing is we, uh, we are investing at a very, very early stage, pre-seed or seed, and we bring kind of the first check. You know, we're not, we're not the only investor. Usually we come with a group of other investors. They're usually raising in between $500,000 and $1.5 million. And we want to be part of this first group of investors and support them at the very beginning of their venture. Okay. And so to do this, you launched a rolling fund in July. Mm -hmm. Why a rolling fund instead of a classic VC fund? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. Maybe uh, before answering this question, we can explain a little bit what is a rolling fund. Uh, so just to because it's 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 kind of a new concept so not not a lot of people and it's not very uh, easy by the way to understand so mm -hmm. a rolling fund is a uh, is a series of funds uh that are formed uh, to allow fund managers like us to share their deal flow with investors but on a quarterly basis that's really what is new. So basically, we are about, we rolling funds are creating a new fund every quarter. So, so uh, basically, if you, um, I like to call them a re renew renewable, you know, funds because on paper they are never ending funds. So basically, every quarter we create a new fund for just three months with uh, specific investors. Uh, uh, 
uh, LP subscribe to Diaspora Ventures for maybe four quarters, but every quarter uh, they are going to be called and they can subscribe to this specific fund for this quarter. And uh, they make their subscription directly online. Um, and that's very interesting because uh, you can jump on board very quickly because everything is managed online and uh, you can follow our deal flow on a regular basis. And if you're no longer interested, then you can uh, you can leave. So that's basically the big difference with uh, traditional funds. Uh, so for GPs like us, it's very interesting because it allows us to start, you know, raising uh, to start to create a fund with a very small amount of capital, and um, and 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 scale up over time, uh, uh, because basically we have new LPs subscribing every quarter. So um, I think it's a huge benefit for fund managers like me uh, because I can raise money incrementally, so one yeah. investor at a time. Uh, rather than what you said, you know, on the introduction is that raising a traditional fund might take a lot of time when here I can start, you know, very, uh, very easily and set up, you know, a first fund for one quarter with maybe just 100K. And then if I'm doing correctly my job, I will have new LPs joining me for the following quarters and increase the, the size of my fund quarter after quarter. And that's very, very, um, um, yes, kind of revolutionary in the space. Okay. And so uh, you have raised $2.5 million so far, mm -hmm. uh, which you, I guess, have already started putting to work. And um, what I wanted to know is how, is how exactly does your fundraising process work? Because in, when you're raising a traditional fund, you know, you have all these, um, well, you have marketing documents, you go and meet investors, you convince them, and if they're interested, they're going to go into a you know, full-blown due diligence process, that takes time, you're meeting with all of them. So how is that, uh, you know, how is it compared to uh, the rolling fund uh, fundraising? Well, it's, uh, that's, that's funny you're saying that because uh, it remembers me, uh, before Diaspora Ventures, I had a traditional fund, you know, myself, and everything you're saying remember, reminds me a lot, you know, my, my previous life. And uh, when I compare, you know, what you're saying with my, with uh, how I'm managing diaspora ventures, I'm like, it's like I jump in the future. Uh, it's, it's, it's nothing to do, you know, with what you describe. You know, I mean, uh, managing the cash is made easier because uh, a diaspora ventures is relying on angel list uh, software. So, uh, so basically everything is managed online. So uh, what we are doing is that we are approaching people and if they are qualified accredited investors, uh, because it's only for accredited investors, they can subscribe directly online uh, to our fund, and they can do that on a quarterly basis, like I was saying. But they can also unsubscribe if they no longer if they no longer want you know to back us. Uh, and everything is managed directly uh, on the platform on the AngelList platform. So. Uh, what is very also interesting, you know, with this model of new, uh, this new model of rolling fund is that you can talk about that publicly. Uh, so, for example, in our case, uh, we uh, decided to launch Diaspora Ventures and we started to talk about Diaspora Ventures uh, to our close friends. Um, we're very lucky to have uh, 
kind of uh, rich close friends that subscribed to the fund <laughs> immediately. Uh, that was cool. And then we started to tweet about it, you know, and share documents, you know, online. Uh, so that's very different uh, with a traditional fund where normally you tr you tend to 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 uh, to keep everything very quiet until you do your first close. With a rolling fund, you can be very vocal for, to, uh, about your fund, and it's not illegal, you know, by the way. And you can mm -hmm. talk about the fund directly online. And if you have a, 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 an audience, like that's the case, you know, for us, for me and, and for Ilan, my partner, then people get very interested and they're like, Okay, why can can I can I jump on board and can I join you? Of course you can, and you send them the link to AngelList, and they make the, they make their subscription directly online. We are also running webinars on a regular basis. Uh, I I find them you know to be a very very interesting tools you know to recruit new LPs. By the way, we have one uh, next week. It will be in French, um, mm -hmm. and. Um, so it's it's basically a new model that is super public. Uh, so basically, you're raising in public, uh, and what is very interesting with this model is that it opens uh, to a more diverse, I would say, base of LPs. Uh, we have people that never invested, you know, in, in traditional funds before, but because we are making that much more open and much more public, they're like, I'm interested in joining, you know, a fund like a rolling fund like yours. Because it it sounds much easier, you know. It sounds very easy, and uh, and 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 there is not a big commitment, you know. I can subscribe for uh, four quarters, and if I'm not happy with what you're doing, I can I can just quit, you know. So that's something also that opens to uh, a more diverse base of LPs, what is cool, and also a more diverse, you know, base of GPs from different backgrounds. Uh, so. I think that's something also that the venture industry needs, you know, right now, uh, because if we want, for example, if you, we want to intensify investment in uh, specific verticals, for example, in the U.S., there is specific rolling funds for just women in tech or black in tech or stuff like that. If we wait for traditional funds, you know, to do that, we might wait for a very long time. We, uh, but with rolling funds, you can have someone that set up a rolling funds on these specific tests and have people interested in this specific vertical and start, you know, investing in these entrepreneurs right away. Uh, so and that's very there, interesting. Is there an investment threshold for the investors, like a minimum amount that are, that they have to put in? Um, yes, there order? is, but you, you decide what you want to do. Uh, in our case, for example, with Jasper Ventures, we set a minimum of uh, $12,500 per quarter, okay? Mm -hmm. um, uh, that might sound a lot, you know, for a regular person, but for an accredited investor, that's not a lot of money. So um, it's, um, but I, I know that there is other rolling fund that their minimum is $5,000 a quarter. So basically okay. you do whatever you want on the platform. It's, you, you, you design your own terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's very it's very flexible, yeah. and so you're basically marketing your fund hundred percent online. Yes. Uh, that being said, a quarterly fund launch does mean that you are fundraising practically all the time, um, and you know even if the process uh, compared to a traditional fund is different, 
it still can become, it, I mean, it sounds like it could become quite tedious and time consuming, you know, doing all the webinars, communicating all the time on, on Twitter, explaining what you've been doing with your, with your portfolio. Um, so how do you think, you know, you do manage that uh, with regards to the investment activity itself? That's a very interesting question. I don't feel that way. I think that uh, I'm not fundraising all the time. I'm just communicating about my fund all the time. And mm -hmm. this is not, for me, this is not an effort. You know, I'm doing that every day. You know, I'm very vocal. You know me. You know, I'm very, I've got a pretty uh, big number of followers, you know, on Twitter. I've got my newsletter. Uh, I'm, I have my podcast. I've got my, um, I also do live podcasting on Facebook every week, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So basically, I don't feel like I'm fundraising. I'm just talking about, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm seeing, right. who I am. And then now, every time I'm doing that, I can invite people who are interested in what I'm doing and in my deal flow to follow me. And I just need to send them the link to AngelList to do so. So it's not a big mm -hmm. effort, you know, to me. It's, it's really something that I'm already doing every day. And now I've got the tool, I've got the platform to allow people to join me. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not tedious, you know, to me. Yeah, it's actually quite flexible because it's not very coded. So from a communication point of view, you're basically free to communicate the way you want, which, uh, which actually... Yeah, just, I fun. just give you an example. Uh, uh, this morning, okay, mm -hmm. just this morning, someone reached out to me on LinkedIn uh, saying, uh, I saw that you, uh, the Diaspora Venture stuff, I really love the the tests you have and uh, and and I've been following you for a pretty long time and I really like you, Carlos. How can I join? And my only answer was, um, thank you. Uh, here is a link to AngelList. Go subscribe. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So yeah. <laughs> in comparison with uh, raising a traditional fund, I, what I did, you know, before, nothing compared. Okay, okay. And then um, in terms of, um, you know, the, the terms and conditions of the fund, uh, the exit process of the fund, uh, is it any different from a traditional VC fund? Uh, terms and conditions are actually very similar to traditional funds, um, at least, you know, in our case. But again, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want. Uh, you can personalize your terms and condition directly on the Angelist platform and do whatever you want. In our case, for example, we have a 2% management fees, what is very uh, common for mm -hmm. funds and 20% uh, of uh, carried interest. Uh, but LPs pay carried only after receiving back 100% of their contribution to okay. all funds, uh, what is kind of uh, a cool, you know, for them. So we're not going to take any carry before we reimburse all their contributions uh, to our funds. So that's very common to traditional funds. The big news is that we don't have to manage that ourselves. The Angelist mm -hmm. platform and the software takes care of everything for us. So, uh, and that's interesting because basically, thanks to that, I can really focus on what I'm doing the best, uh, which is, um, identifying good deals, um, building the relationship with, uh, with the funders and close those deals. And uh, all the rest, subscription, uh, all the paperwork, all the legal stuff, 
all the K1, the tax documents, the audits, and all the, uh, yes, the exit process and stuff like that is managed by Angelis uh, from, on my behalf. So uh, that's very, um, it removes a lot of uh, pain and a lot of work you know, on my side. And I think also, for example, in our case with Ilan and I, it allows us not only to do that part-time. So basically, we have our own startup. And mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, we, uh, we run our startup on the side, or I don't know if we run our startup on the side or if we run you know, the fund on the side, but it allows to uh, do that, uh, to do different stuff at the same time. What, okay. That's something that was totally impossible, you know, with a traditional fund because a traditional fund beyond, you know, just investing requires a ton of work on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, uh, one thing that I would like to clarify because you said that the exit process is also managed by AngelList. Yes. Uh, how does that work? I mean, you are investing money in a startup. Mm -hmm. So basically tomorrow to get liquidity out of your investment, mm -hmm. you're not the one who is uh, looking out for the liquidity, but it's AngelList? Technically, uh, we're not investing. It's AngelList investing. Yes. <laughs> so technically, uh, we it's like we are working for AngelList. You know, by the way, it's uh, yeah, but we you're are the, one the managers of the fund. For, but you're the one who's going to look out for the exit channel, right? Uh, well, because we are... Uh, very early stage investors. We, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to be very involved, you know, in the, in the exit because it's that's something that's going to happen in, a, in a, a further down, you know, the road. But uh, yes, basically, when there is an exit, it's basically uh, uh, we are the first informed about the right. exit, and then we inform Angelist about the exit, and they take care of everything for us. So uh, they take care of all the legal aspect and the, uh, uh, the money and uh, the tax and everything uh, for us. And then they receive the money and then they share, you know, they, they distribute, you know, the money across, you know, the LPs for us. And okay. they manage also the carry it for us, et cetera, et cetera. So they make all the calculation. By the way, that's something. And because we have a fund every quarter, it's a, it's a different fund, you know, every quarter. This mm -hmm. is something you cannot do if you don't have a software, you know, uh, right. underneath. This is not something you can do manually. And the platform, the Angelist platform and the software running, you know, this platform uh, uh, make that, you know, possible. So basically, a lot of things are managed, you know, automatically. Right. So, so it's truly um, a model that puts forward VC as a service. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I used to. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a fund as a service. It's really yeah. that. Uh, if you think about that, uh, if we uh, had to invent what is a fund, you know, today, we would do it this way. That's basically uh, because we are in the software era, you know, right now, and nobody will have invented you know funds like they are today uh, uh, without software. So that's basically what Angelis did. It's basically created a fund like we will invent a fund today. And so do you think that in time, rolling funds could replace certain categories of classic VC funds? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, again, you have very good questions. Thank you. Um, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's not a new phenomenon. Uh, we've seen a lot of micro funds in the past. Um, 
at least you know here in the US I don't know in Europe uh but um uh so there is kind of a trend right now around microphones with uh more what I call operator investors people coming from uh uh with an entrepreneur background or stuff like that um they just made easier you know something that was that was already here and i think that uh because of that we're going to see more and more uh, people starting their own fund but it's going to be very early stage funds i think so uh right that's i think it's a good model for a pre seed and seed investment you know kind of funds microphones uh if you go beyond series a there is so much technicity and uh and uh, and also it requires a bigger checks and uh rolling funds are limited to 99 alps uh, like a traditional fund you know by the way so because we have it's not only a micro fund it's also we also have micro lps uh there is people uh investing in our fund 50000 dollars a year so if you multiply that by 99 this is not the case we have people also invested more than $500,000 a year in in okay. diaspora ventures but let's say we have 99 people investing $50,000 a year that's close to $5 million to deploy a year this is not enough money for series A or late stage investment so it makes a lot of sense for pre-seed and seed um May, now it's possible that because these uh, rolling funds get very, uh, um, how to say that, very effective, that traditional LPs start investing, you know, in rolling funds as well. Uh, but right now, uh, most of the LPs investing in rolling funds are wealthy individuals or entrepreneurs that are that care about the tests and the very specific tests of each rolling funds. Yeah, so it does give an automatized model, uh, at yeah. least for business angels today. Yes. So it might replace, you know, by the way, business angels. That's for mm -hmm. sure. That's, that's, uh, that's possible because uh, business angeling, uh, we've seen a lot of people doing uh, small checks, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I, there is kind of a backlash, you know, right now where people are like, uh, it's not easy to be a good business angel. Uh, first, you need a... You need a good deal flow, and most of the time you invest in your friends that might not be the best, you know, deals, you know, mm -hmm. uh, by the way. And uh, you need to, to do uh, many investments. Uh, you need to spread your money around, and sometimes you don't have enough deals, you know, to, be, uh, to, to do that. And also, it requires some time, you know, to manage a relationship, you know, with each of your investment. So... Uh, here in the US, we see more and more business angels. If they're very active, they will create a rolling fund. And if they're not that active, if they're more passive, they will join rolling funds as, a, right. as an investor. So mm -hmm. it's sort of a, it's, 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 it's interesting because it's, it's a kind of a, both you know, a decentralization and uh, because it's a fragmentation of the space, but also a consolidation of some actors around, you know, specific vehicles like rolling funds. So I think that we're going to see more funds. Uh, so, so sort of a fragmentation of the space at a very early stage, but also a consolidation of business angels uh, around, you know, these uh, 
uh, these micro funds. Okay, okay, that's wonderful. Uh, VC funds invest in innovation, but we rarely see innovation in the VC industry. So this is an this is an excellent episode uh, in in that sense. Thanks a lot, Carlos. It was wonderful talking to you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Sneha, and uh, congratulations for your podcast. I love it. Thanks a lot, and a big thank you to all our listeners. Uh, just so you know, Carlos is also a fellow podcaster. He has his own podcast called Silicon Concarne. Yes. So, Silicon, yeah, that's Silicon it. Carne. S- Silicon Carne. Silicon Carne. So yeah, do, do listen to his episodes, which are very interesting um, on the usual platforms. And I'll see you again next week. Ciao. Bye-bye.